Welcome to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. The energy of the dark feminine is rising. Are you ready to reclaim your power? Understand the power of the dark mother of creation in astrology, Lilith. It's time for the world to recognize the power of dark feminine energy and how you can use it to heal, transform, and create the magic in your own life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have Jennifer Neville, a psychic astrologer, tarot card reader, and thought leader. As a former professional golfer turned YouTube psychic, Jennifer Neville is no stranger to pursuing passions and developing the right mindset in order to turn dreams into reality. Currently, Jen is helping people find their purpose and potential through mediums such as astrology, tarot, and intuitive coaching. You may know her from her YouTube channel as Lost Girl Tarot, where she shares intuitive insights and sage advice via her weekly horoscope-style readings to her 116K subscribers. Jen differs from this typical spiritual stereotype by helping people channel the energies needed in order to create the reality they want versus predicting it. A true thought leader in the space, here to mix a bit of the practical with the magical in order to help you reach your maximum potential and start living the life of your dreams. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on the podcast. So I always start with this question, where are you originally from and how has that impacted your life? Originally, I'm from Florida. I still live in Florida. I got out for a little bit, went to school in New York. But my my mom was from the Dominican Republic. My dad's American. So I did spend a lot of time growing up in the Dominican And I feel like that impacted me just because from an early age, you, you know, you get that kind of like bicultural experience. And I think that that really broadened my horizons, like spending summers in the DR, going to camps over there, and also kind of being tapped into all the like spiritual practices that come with like that Caribbean culture. So even like my family, my grandma, she's always been really spiritual. And, um, you know, I grew up like watching her read La Barajas and things like that. So I feel like that really kind of set the course for what I was interested in, like exploring other cultures as well as like my own spirituality. Wow, that's so beautiful. So that experience of the Dominican background, as well as growing up here, that really melded and and kind of molded your beliefs and also your abilities. Do you think that it was some inherited, your psychic gifts? For sure. I feel like, yeah, I feel like my, especially my mom's side of the family, there's a lot of, it's just normal for us to, to talk about all of that stuff. So it was something that I grew up being encouraged. My grandma always encouraged me to talk about my dreams And she never invalidated me and was like, you're just a little kid. You know, you don't know anything. She was always like, oh, my God, you're psychic. (laughs) So I feel like it gave me the confidence to trust my intuition. When did you first realize that, like, you had these gifts and, and your intuition was a bit different from other people? 
It was definitely, I mean, like I said, my grandma would always ask me to answer questions and I'd answer them and she'd look at my grandpa and be like, oh my God, she's psychic. And it was like, I would hear that and I just be like, okay. But I would have dreams. And then she'd ask me to tell her the dreams that I had and then they would start coming true. So she was even more so like, you have to make sure that you're telling me this, like all this stuff. I would tap into energies and things like that. But I think the biggest one where I realized was one time I was over in the Dominican Republic and my mom would kind of leave me there for the summer. So she was supposed to come over one day and I was like in the shower and I just had this feeling. I was like, I don't think she's coming. I don't think she's going to come today. And then I like kind of got out of the shower and I was like, I don't think she's coming today. And then they got a phone call and her flight had been delayed. So that was kind of when I started realizing I'm like, okay, maybe I am like, there's something there that's like talking to me. I totally feel you on that one. And uh, that same thing. I mean, I'm sure it happens to you now as well Yeah, because it's all the time. Like, like it'll be the small things, right? It's like a whisper yeah. and yeah. you just are like, oh no, this isn't happening. And then yeah. it's like, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's crazy. It like happens to me more now. And I'm more confident of saying like, I think a year ago I was telling my mom, I mean, I, I always call things. I told my mom like a year ago, I was like, I'm going to be go getting an invite to go on a trip to Greece. And then like, I'm going in October now, but that was a year ago. I was like, do you remember a year ago when I told you somebody was going to invite me to go to Greece? <laughs> so was that um, prophetic through a dream or was that like a download? Type Just of like a download. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe describe it? How do, what, what kind of happens for you? I have like, I do this thing where I play, like sometimes it's like through music. Like I'll play like a song shuffle. I'll be like, okay, what's this or what's that? Sometimes it's through astrology, like last year it's really music and like I'll study my transits and then everything starts clicking and I'll be like so like last year I was looking at my astrology and I was like tracking certain transits and I was like oh I'm gonna meet a foreigner who's like gonna be like a serious romantic interest for me and then I would kind of play around with my song shuffle I'd be like who's the next person that I'm gonna date and I'd get all these Spanish songs so I was like, oh, I feel like they're going to speak Spanish. And then I started meeting a lot more Spanish people. I was like telling my mom, I was like, I think the universe is having me practice my Spanish because the next person I date is going to be like speak Spanish. And then sure enough, I met a Spanish guy <laughs> who I dated for a year. And I was like, I told like 10 people about that. So I was like, I predicted that. Okay. <laughs> wow. And so um, not only are you an intuitive psychic, but you incorporate astrology. Um, when did you start practicing astrology? I've always been interested in astrology. I feel like I really dived deep into it probably back in 2020, 2019, where I like really, really studied the Hellenistic and like some predictive techniques and did like courses, trainings and things like that. But I was always interested in astrology and I always felt like I did it in a past life. So it just comes easy to me. Totally. Yeah. So it's like the transits can trigger because that's what happens for me is like when I'm doing predictive work, yeah. it'll trigger your 
intuition, intuition even that much more so you can kind of hone down as to what it exactly. actually is. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. Um, so when did you begin? Well, actually, let me fast forward because I, I have to talk about the professional golfer <laughs> career. <laughs> so how did you, so you, you, you always have been in spirituality. It's like a family, but mm -hmm. in terms of golfing, like how did that come about? So I, um, I mean, my dad was big into golf and I have, I'm actually, I'm writing a book about this where I talk about all of this stuff, but I have, I think like it was like a way for me to connect with my dad. And it was something that I was good at that I picked up really easy. It's a very like visualization mindset sport. So I feel like I, I, I was really passionate about it. And it was one of those things where I just kind of decided in high school, I was like, I'm going to be a professional golfer one day. And then I just was so disciplined and dedicated. And that was like maybe one of my biggest manifestations, I feel like, because <laughs> I would always just say that. And I persisted through it. I went to college. And then after college, I was like, well, the next step is like go pro. And then I kind of was like, living it and I got it and I had this realization that I wasn't happy doing that and I was always like pursuing the platform so that I could talk about spirituality or pursuing your dreams and things like that like don't succumb to the usual nine to five or what society wants for you like I just wanted to have a platform and I thought golf was gonna be that but it ended up you know coming when I quit golf. <laughs> so why did you quit golf? Was it to start it your to, No, it was like, I just had, it had run its course. I was traveling probably 30, 30 weeks out of the year. It was just a lot. And it was really taxing emotionally because it's like, you're working so hard and giving your all to something. And it, it, it was like a toxic relationship where it's like, I don't think I'm truly happy here. And I feel like my identity is so wrapped up in this sport that I need to go like find myself. <laughs> totally. Uh, so when did you, so when you quit, then did you start your spiritual business right away or was that a journey as well? That was a journey because I uh, initially I moved into real estate and then I was doing yoga all the time. I was getting Reiki done. And I was kind of exploring my spirituality on a deeper level or just like nourishing myself through that because I went through a depression. It's like you wake, I used to be like passionate about what I was doing. And then it's like, I went through this year long of like, am I ever going to be or feel that way again? Like I always say, it's like a relationship. It's like, am I ever going to feel that passionate about something again? So I was like in a little bit of a depression and I was watching a lot of tarot readings online. <laughs> I was like jumping into relationships, watching a lot of tarot readings online. Um, and then I was kind of like, I'd look and I'd be like, why don't I start my own channel? I read tarot. Why don't I start my own channel? And then finally, after like a year, I was like, all right, screw it. Let's just film a video. And then I like filmed the video and I was like, don't even watch it, just post it. Because if you watch it, you'll never post it. So I ended up getting like a lot of views on that video and a lot of subscribers. So I just kept on posting and then it blew up like honestly in a couple of months. That's amazing. 
And that's yeah. when you know that you're in alignment, not, yeah. not just like, oh, because you had success, but that something comes so easy to you and it's, yeah. it's your, you're more in flow and then you get those financial rewards from being in that flow. Yeah. Well, and then that was a whole nother journey of having to like come out as a tarot reader and psychic. <laughs> oh it's always fun, right? Yeah. It's still fun sometimes. It's still fun. <laughs> Yeah. What was your experience with that? So was it challenging to come out to your family and, and friends? Not my, like my mom, she's into all that stuff. And like, obviously my really good friends are all about it. I feel like it's that saying, like the people who mind don't matter and the people who matter don't mind. And I think that like, it's been harder for me with dating because it's like, oh, what do you do for work? Oh, I'm a YouTube psychic. Like, I think that's been my struggle more so is like accepting myself in that realm and, and not being embarrassed that it's like, oh, because I find a lot of guys who are very logical and they're like, do you really believe in that stuff? <laughs> that's when I knew it was time to get out from the table. Yeah. <laughs> well, my partner now, there is there's, don't worry, there's guys out there. Yeah. I love it. But it tends to be they're more on the creative end. Like he's a creative, so yeah, yeah. yeah I they know. They're a little more in touch with their feminine side. I need to find that. I need to find that guy. <laughs> um. So, I guess like so that's probably the that was the most challenging part for you. But other than that, you felt like it was normal, natural, easy. And then did, you expanded your offerings. So you started with tarot, and then got in like incorporated that other stuff as well. Yeah, I incorporated like coaching, the tarot, and then like astrology. So it's definitely been an evolution. And I feel like even now moving forward, there's other avenues that I want to explore because I think I'm like, am I going to just read tarot forever? You know? Yeah. So it's like really trying to implement. I mean, I have a lot of earth in my chart, Capricorn and Virgo. So oh, I definitely okay. have the entrepreneurial spirit, but I'm like, I kind of want to shift more into like, I don't know, maybe spiritual mindset coaching. Like I still want to do the coaching, but I also want to create like brands and products and things like that. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Yeah. Um, I think manifestation. So I would love to dive a little deeper into that. So how do you incorporate the other modalities that you use into manifestation? Because I, I use astrology for manifestation. Yeah. yeah, I love using astrology for manifestation just because like when we harness that energy, we can really kind of pinpoint what area of our lives, I'm sure you know this mm -hmm. as well, like the area of our lives, like especially new moons and full moons, like, okay, this full moon is going to be happening in my fourth house. So I can focus like home and family. What do I want to release there? And it's like, cause you know, this past Pisces full moon was in my fourth house. I'm a Sag rising. So I was like focused on, okay, what, what subconscious beliefs from like childhood and things like that do I need to focus on releasing right now? And like, it kind of gives us that ability to, really focus and use the cosmic energies to help us. So I like that tarot. I like using it as a confirmation tool or as like a, what is blocking me from making this manifestation happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of my readings on YouTube are like love readings, but I always like to remind people, like we get to choose and create our own realities. 
So sometimes if you are getting a bad reading, it's like a mirror to like thoughts that you're creating, you know? Yeah. So it helps you uh, basically look within the mirror. Yeah. It's like when, a barometer. When I'm getting good readings, they're like confirmation that like everything's in alignment. Mm. So do you, how, how do you go about teaching manifestation, working with your clients? I, so recently in the manifestation realm, I've gotten like more hardcore, be, more like committed to the manifestations, <laughs> but I feel like it's, I like the Neville Goddard style of teaching where it's law of assumption, self-concept, and really kind of like the persistence of it. I feel like in the recent years, I've, I've really gotten into Neville Goddard's teachings. Whereas before I was like unconsciously, like I knew manifestation techniques, but I was sort of unconsciously doing it. I mean, Abraham Hicks, like mm -hmm. I've always liked her, but like, even when I was younger and I, I was manifesting being like a professional golfer, but like I look in hindsight and I'm like, man, I could have made things happen way faster if I'd have known what I know now, you know? What are some tips to make things happen faster that you can give to everyone? Ignoring the 3D, like ignoring everything that's happening in your reality and being like delusional, committing and persisting to what it is that you're wanting to manifest. So like if you're, if you're wanting to manifest, say, more money, like finding that specific thing, but also identifying like what the feeling is behind why you want to, why do I want to manifest more money? Like, what is the feeling that I'm looking for? Is it more freedom? Is it like doing things, living, living in that end and then trusting that the 3d is going to catch you. And like, Obviously, I could go into it so much deeper, but there's so much about persisting through like, okay, I could wake up today and be like, all right, well, I don't see the money, like the money isn't showing up. But that's, that's what's like blocking it, you have to be an acceptance of like the money will show up. And I just made a video about this on my YouTube where it's like acceptance. It's like when you book a trip, like I know that trip is booked, I'm not going to sit here and be stressing like, am I going to go on the trip? Is that trip actually going to happen? Like, no, the trip is booked. Like all I have to do now is prepare for the fact that I'm going on a trip in three weeks, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of the same with the manifestation. It's like, okay, I've set out, I put in the order that I'm going to start making $10,000 a month. And then it's like, ignore the fact that it's not showing up. It's going to happen. Like it's going to happen. So I just have to prepare for it, you know? Absolutely. So it's like if you order something on the internet, you know, you say you order an outfit, you yeah. don't sit there thinking like, oh, it's never coming. I'm not going to get yeah. it. It's like you live. I always say live as if, or I think yeah. Neville Goddard, yeah, yeah, yeah. As if. Neville Goddard has said that. And I love like Abraham Hicks as well. And Louise Hay, shout out to her as well. Yes. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Yeah. But that's, I think that's something that our, our, our system, the, the way that we live, like I live in New York city and okay, yeah. it's intense to live here. Yeah. And so sometimes it's like, what are ways that people can, I don't want to be aggressive and say, push through these, yeah. these feel, like difficult emotions or difficult feelings or feeling overwhelmed. But yeah, what are ways to work through those feelings? Because emotion is, 
is also yeah. I think, so key in manifestation. <laughs> Persistence. And that's where you like <laughs> you, and this is something that I work on. And I mean, you look at like manifesting a specific person and things like that. And it works. It, it works. It really works. And yep. if you like, I look at, like I've manifested some specific people. And the funny thing is, is like, there's one person that I manifested after seven years of no contact. And I'm like, I would have manifested him sooner if I wouldn't have let myself get caught up in what I was seeing in the 3D. Cause I feel like it's like, you and again this is like neville goddard revise revise your old stories so it's like right now if i try to manifest something and then the 3d triggers me like it happens i'm not perfect i get triggered but then i'm like no persist don't you have a choice right now to either keep going or succumb to this narrative like if the narrative is like they always choose somebody else over me and then my 3D is like showing that to me, like, oh, the person that I'm trying to manifest is with somebody else right now, then I could give up and I could succumb to that feeling of like, well, this always happens to me. Or I could persist and be like, no, I've created that situation and I'm going to like uncreate it, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. So it's really, it's mind over matter. So yeah. And I, everyone, I'm a Scorpio, so I get triggered. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone does, but like, especially my sign. And that's, I allow myself to feel the emotions as yeah. well. Because I feel like it allows what's trapped to yeah. be released, if that makes sense. What's, what's emotionally blocking that situation from changing. So letting it out yeah. can change. It really can change it. But that's as long as you get yourself out of it too. Yeah. <laughs> Stay, which is hard for a Scorpio to like let oh, it yeah. go. But yeah. you have to allow yourself to feel it. It's like stubbing your toe. You yeah. feel it. It sucks. And then you've got to just, okay, now it's time to change my mindset. Yeah. Around it. Well, that's the, that's the sort of acceptance thing too. It's like, okay, this is happening. I'm triggered. I'm allowed to feel these triggers. But circumstances change, things change. So like, I'm not going to let this situation define me. And especially like money manifestation, or like I put out a course and nobody bought from it. I could never put out a course again and be like, it didn't work that one time. But it's like, no, I'm going to continue to persist. Just like if you start a YouTube channel, like, oh, I didn't get 100,000 views on this video. Like, no, I'm going to continue to persist until that 3D reality catches up, you know? Yeah. And I think it's doing what you love as well. I know that might sound mm -hmm. a little cheesy, but you're emitting out joy if you're yeah. doing something. Like, I, I, both of us love what we do. And I, like, literally, I'm, I was excited. I woke up this morning. I'm like, yay, I'm gonna, I get to film a podcast. Yeah. I'm not going into office drudgery, which I used to be in the corporate life. So I think it's important for everyone to find their purpose. Yeah. And do you think that like astrology, tarot, um, I think these are modalities that can really help people yeah. in the right direction. And I feel like I, I definitely, cause I mean, especially with the filming tarot, it can be a little bit monotonous sometimes, but something that I do before I film any video, I always say like, all my videos get, I'll affirm to myself before, I'll be like, all my videos get over 20,000 views. And then I'll film the video in that energy. 
even if my videos aren't getting over 20,000 views, I'm filming them in the energy of like, they are getting over 20,000 views. <laughs> that's, that's acting as if, and so yeah. then that magnetizes. Have you gotten some, I'm sure over 20K? Some over 20K. I get close to them, but again, it's kind of like, yeah, the acting as if it's like, you're going to, if, if five people show up to watch my video and I'm focused on like, ugh, only five people are watching this video, I'm going to emit a whole different energy than like 20,000 people are showing up to watch this video. Thank you for listening to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. I would love for you to check out my free horoscopes now offered in our editorial section, The Coven. I also invite you to join our mailing list to receive a free gift an alchemist's guide to black moon Lilith. I also want to mention my beloved tribe, Black Moon Lilith Collective, and that it's open all year long now for enrollment. You can learn more about these beautiful offerings by heading to lilithastrology.com. So what exactly is Black Moon Lilith Collective? Well, this is my exclusive online streaming platform and community dedicated to elevating and empowering the collective through astrology, alchemy, and the esoteric arts. This content features in-depth video horoscopes, community, workshops, and more. So we dive deeper than your typical astrology app. Not only does this include content from me, but we also have an amazing panel of expert practitioners contributing each month. I hope to see you in the tribe. Just your spiritual business. And if you launch a course and you can feel frustration, if enough people don't buy, what are some ways that you've shifted uh, those, those feelings? Cause I have a lot of entrepreneurs, spiritual oh, yeah. entrepreneurs that listen to this. So. Um, how do I shift that feeling? I feel like I just continue to persist and make adjustments. I think that's like kind of what you were saying about feeling it, feeling it like, okay, nobody signed up for this. What can I do or alter in order to like, how can I market it better? Or like, where am I, where am I maybe it's like taking ownership and accountability. Like where did I maybe not go in with the right mindset? Have I given it enough time, you know? Cause that's what I always say. I'm like, okay, when I was set the intention to be a professional golfer, I mean, that was, I was 14 years old and I didn't actually play professional golf until I was 23. So that was a lot of time that I had to give myself to make it happen, you know? Yeah. So it's like forgiving yourself, like not being as hard on yourself. Yeah. And knowing that it's all part of the process, it's all part of the experience. Like, you know, that failed course launch or that failed product launch, it's going to serve its purpose when you are in the end, you know, because, because that's the that's part of the journey, you know? So it's like falling in love with, and that was what I told myself with the golf. It was like, you've got to fall in love with the journey and you've got to fall in love with the grind. And that's kind of what you're saying is like, you have to love what you do. Yeah. You have to love it. Cause sometimes there's a grind. Yeah. In what, what we do, like I'm writing a book right yeah. now, Oracle deck oh God, and yeah. running the business. It's like, yeah. It's a job. Like I had another uh, guest just recently on. She was like, 
even though I've left corporate, it's it's like I'm grinding. Oh, like, yeah. There's a lot of work involved doing what we do. And so if you don't love it and you're not passionate about it, it just makes it even worse. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, even if you're, say, like someone like Beyonce and, you know, you have a glamorous mm -hmm. life on the outside, but she works like yeah. it's not a game. So you have to really embody your actual essence yeah. and why you are here on this planet. And I think that's the beauty of astrology as well is because you can actually see, oh, okay, I'm this sign in this house. Yeah. We can aspects of these planets that are literally saying that I'd be good at X or yeah. this would serve me or these are the shadows or these are the, the roadblocks that I need to move to get there. Yeah. So I think that's so important is, is doing what you love. Exactly. And, and, and that's it, why you left golf too, because it, yeah, you were like, it wasn't making me happy. And that was the thing where I remember my dad telling me like, most girls don't even make it to their 30. And I remember breaking down and being like, I don't want to do this when I'm 30. And that was when I knew, I knew I was like, okay, that was, I wasn't until three years after that moment that I walked away. But that's when I started realizing, I'm like, I don't think this is what I want. Yeah. And, and I I'll think never, that's and, and that's like manifestation 101. Like I'll never make it if I don't really want it. Absolutely. I think also are the expectations of, of the society around you or other people in your life or family can also block and slow down people's manifestation. Cause yeah. if you're not strong enough to disappoint some people and be like, well, yeah. It's, it's how you see me, but this isn't this. I realize this isn't a fit yeah. and having to, yeah, essentially walk away and have the the courage to do that. Yeah. Even if people don't believe in you. So I think, and especially in our space, like, I mean, I come from, um, like I have an African father, like mm -hmm. who's a PhD and he was like, you want to what? <laughs> yeah. You want to, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like what? Yeah, yeah. So it, you really have to have that strength to be like, no, like I see it. I see it ten years down the road this way. I see it in the future this way. You don't see it. You might not see it now, yeah. but yeah, it, this is different. This is well, a different path. And maybe like you as an author too, because that's I've been. I have the book written. It's just getting it done and out there. It's again so difficult. But that's something I always said. I was like, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I think people see me and they're like, oh, she's just all talk. She keeps saying she's going to do this. I'm like, at some point in my lifetime, it will get done. Like it will be done. When I say I'm going to do something, it gets done. But it's like providing that space, you know, to yep. make it happen. And I feel like as creatives or like creators, you know that, you know, especially you writing a book, an oracle card. It's like you have to channel that from a place of like space. It's not rushing it. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, it's a very internal. Yeah. Practice, which is why I love getting on the podcast still yeah. <laughs> and chatting with everyone. But do you feel like you're getting ahead with it or it's still more in the you're just kind of letting it flow? when it flows. So it was like the book. It's about my journey with golf. It's about my relationship with my parents. It's about like my first really big heartbreak. So I feel like it's a lot 
that I'm releasing. And when I release, like when I finished the first draft, it was like a really big release for me. So part of me is like, gosh, I don't want to go back in and revisit it, but I'm getting to that point. And I ended up meeting somebody like dating them. And now I'm going through again, like another breakup. So I'm like, maybe it's time to go back in there. Maybe it's time to get that one done. It's been sitting, it breathed for a year, like we can go back in. But it's definitely like, I think it's a vulnerability thing. And I think it's like, especially with writing a book, I don't know if you have a similar experience, but it's sort of like, I don't know, it's a vulnerable thing. Yeah, it's it's extremely vulnerable. It's, it's very... I don't, I hate to say lonely because I'm like getting yeah. emo, but it's, yeah, it's like all, everything is coming from here and here. And especially yeah. if you're, you're infusing your story, which I am into the book. Um, yeah. and it, I mean, or basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, as a creative, you're, you, if you don't infuse yourself into something, then it's not authentic. Yeah. So it's, it's very vulnerable. And like, I'm a Leo moon. So I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I like, I'm like you, like, I'm like, I don't watch stuff. Yeah. I just leave it, let it, I put it out, I birth it. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I that's, hear. that's yeah. my Leo Venus. So that's the other part. I'm like, I know I want the praise and that's what I have to detach myself from. It's like, you're releasing this for you, not for anybody else. But that Leo in me is like, oh my God, I want to be like a world renowned author. <laughs> Yeah, literally. My Leo Venus in the ninth house, which is like the publishing house. So, oh, that's well, we've yeah. got, I think we've got a little more time before we have, I think it's like a few years before we get back to the Leo Aquarius uh, nodal. Oh, yeah. And, and axis, but before then, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but that's a perfect placement to have for yeah, writing. Exactly. So I, I'm, we'll see. We'll see when it finally comes out. <laughs> so in terms of your current offerings, what are some of the main programs? And that's, I, I guess so like, I actually what have you said my about... Revise Your Mindset course, um, the course, and there's a workbook for those who don't want to sign up for the course. But basically the course is like videos along with like exercises and things that are designed to help you revise your mindset and manifest what you want. So it's like revising your mindset around money, love, um, self. So like your relationship to all those things. And then like it offers Facebook support group, live Q&As. And I try to make it accessible. I feel like there's a lot of courses out there that um, people are charging like thousands of dollars for. So I try to really make the pricing like very accessible so that people can, you know, partake and do these things. So um, that's like my big offer right now, just because it's so present, me working through all the manifestation stuff and like law of assumption and just really driving that home. So then also you have, um, your YouTube channel. Yes. Do you do any other content related? As of right now? No, I'm really kind of focusing on YouTube. I have my Instagram, but that's kind of more of just like behind the scenes stuff. And I'll post like, captions where I talk about the things, but YouTube's the big, the, the platform I dedicate the most time to. And do you have any one-on-one -on -one readings or? Yes. Like that? 
Yes. I have a lot of travel coming up. So I'm working on like planning retreats and things like that for 2023. So I've got a lot of stuff in the books that I'm working on. (laughs) What are some things that your clients have said about like your courses or any, any fun stories you can share? So with, in regards to the courses, I've had, I I recently turned this one into a course, but I was working like one-on-one with people in a more intimate container. So I've had a lot of success with my clients where, you know, I have like the older women, but they're like, you know, the cool older women, 70 years old who just manifested like love from this. Yeah. And it's like exciting because she's manifested all this excitement into her life coming to me for kind of a specific person. But what ended up happening, she did get the specific person back, but she got somebody better too. So now she has like the choice (laughs) and the option. And of course we're focusing on like the new person to, you know, manifest stuff happening. But she has that confidence now of like, oh, this is who I want. And I know that I can, you know, manifest what I want out of this situation now. So I, I love that. I kind of love working in the love realm and the specific person manifestations. And I really love that because I was like, I always knew, I always knew the one guy would come back and he's like, he was like a lot younger than her too. So it was like, and now he's back, but it's, she's found somebody new too. So she has like the option between the two. And I love that. (laughs) So it seemed like there was a a mindset change completely. So not only this one person, but you're magnetizing. Yeah. Well, because we, we removed like a lot of her personal blockages because it went from like, okay, this person lives in Colorado and you're in Philadelphia. And then it's like, why are you blocking your like, like anytime I find that, especially because I've been there before where I'd only manifest long distance relationships. And that's a blockage within itself. So we explored Mm -hmm. that and she ended up finding somebody in her town like that was and that's what I kind of always knew was going to happen. As we went unblocking, like you're going to find somebody who is close by, you know, but that guy still showed up. So wow. What were some of the blockages? Can you, I don't know if it's too detailed to share. It's okay. Yeah. I think that like, I mean, I won't speak to hers, but I'll speak to mine, like with the long distance. And Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a lot for people. Like you still just want your space and there's something like that maybe is blocking you from the comfort of what would happen if I had somebody available to me at all times or somebody living in my home. Maybe I'm still not ready to be seen in that kind of way where it feels safer to like be in a long distance situation. It's safer for me to put space between me and somebody that I have feelings for, or like, it's like that unavailability. I'm still not fully available. Yeah. I think that's a hard one. I've told clients that that I'm like, you're not available. And they're like, no, I am. And you know, like I'll let you chew on it for a little bit, but yeah, that's kind of, (laughs) A, a tough one to come. I've come in the past, came to terms with that within myself. Yeah. Um, it's some from a lot of childhood stuff, but I think exactly. digging back into those, how certain patterns set in for you yeah. and why they are continuing. Well, that's, you know, even like in situations where I'm like, okay, this person's not committing to me. I'll put that mirror up. I'll be like, what would happen 
if they came up fully committed and ready. And I sit in that feeling and I'll be like, okay, maybe Mm. I'm not ready for the commitment. Like what happens if this person shows up in full commitment? Like they're ready to be get, get together. And then I'll write down like what pops up in my head. Okay, I feel uncomfortable somebody living with me. I feel this. And then from there you can start like I'm so crazy and delusional that like if that pops up for me where I'm like, okay, I'm afraid of somebody living with me, I'll start pretending like somebody lives with me. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, this is my ideal situation. This person has a nine to five job because I got to work. I need my space. So I'll set like a little alarm at 6 a.m. And I'll pretend like, okay, this person's getting up for work. <laughs> or you go like, okay, five o'clock, they're showing back up. What What's this feel like? What does it feel like? Because I'm probably not going to be on the couch like eating bonbons, you know, like watching TV if I live with someone. Or it's like addressing what it is about that that feels uncomfortable, you know? And that's where you go getting comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's like, not the hardest thing in manifesting a specific person is seeing within yourself. Mm -hmm. And maybe, I mean, I have a Leo moon again. So yes, I have, I can have an ego at times. Mm -hmm. So it's like setting your ego to the side, which I think is tough in spirituality to do and being like, okay, this is why. And facing yourself. And yeah. that is where I've had the biggest breakthroughs. Yeah. Is, is doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, though. It's it fun. is really fun. Even in the end, if, like, that's not what you want. It's, like, fun to confirm to yourself, like, the power that you do possess and the ability. That's why I remind myself, I'm, like, when I let go of trying to manifest that seven-year person, I really wasn't actively manifesting him, but in my subconscious, I think I was, when I let go of it and it manifested, that's why when I see people, they're like, I've been two years, no contact. I was like, man, I was seven years, no contact. And that person came back. So it's like, it's possible. It's It's just a mindset. Yeah. change. Yeah. Well, where can everyone find you on the internet if they want to buy your course or follow you and see what you have to offer? So you can find me Little Girl Lost on YouTube and just Jennifer and Neville on Instagram. Amazing. Or my website livezenwithjen.com. What what was that? Live Zen. I love that. Yeah, Live Zen with Jen. <laughs> so so cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone, we will see you on the next video. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. I invite you to discover LilithAstrology.com and sign up for email to receive my free guide, an alchemist's guide to Black Moon Lilith. Until next time.